Hi guys, Carol. And Muddy. Bunny. And we're talking here how Muddy and Bunny think Matthew Lillard is hot. No. <laughs> that is not who I said I would. We're talking about the show Good Girls. And Muddy was like, yeah, this guy, the ex-husband is, is in, I don't know why I thought of Is in um, Joan. Midnight of, Mass. You thought of the current, the older sister's husband, not the younger sister's yeah. husband. Yeah, well, Joan ex, from Mad Men. Yeah. yeah. And she's all like, ew. And I'm all, he kind of reminds me of Ryan Phillippe. She's like, how? No way. That's <laughs> because insulting. That was, because I was thinking of Matthew Lillard. And then you're like, he has frog eyes. I'm like, wait, who are you talking about? And then she's all Matthew Lillard. I'm like, no, not from Scream. <laughs> I said I would spoil the other <laughs> <laughs> And they're upset with me because I think they have no standards. <laughs> I said, give me some credit, lady. <laughs> Matthew Lillard. <laughs> Fucking shaggy. Ain't too shaggy. Ain't too shaggy. Or? It's not okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'll have better standards for you next time, I promise. No, it's the other guy. Well, what's his name? I have no idea. I was like, oh, wow, she really knows his name. And then when I, I was like, wait, Matthew Lillard. Wait, I think the guy you pulled up is not the guy either, though. No, no, that's Ryan Phillippe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I was like, he looks like Ryan Phillippe. <laughs> his name is Zach Guilford. He plays Greg. And he's from... Good Girls. <laughs> Other than Good Girls. That's a good show. Is it? I'm a little like, okay, really? come on. Like, like how it. much money laundering can you do? I can't wait for Ozarks. Oh, that's you love the o- best yes. money laundering. Okay, he's not Ryan Phillippe. Kind of like the nerdy. He's not. He's, he's not, he's not either. Okay, well, he's definitely not Matthew Lillard. <laughs> no, That 100%. can be confirmed. I like his hair short, though. His hair long, he looks... Okay, yeah. I have to wa- finish watching it, then. Have you seen Nails? No. Or no, that? sorry, Claws, Claws. <laughs> no. No, the one with the... Um, the, the yeah, which no. one? What is it? No. Claws. It's like a nail shop. Oh, no. And they launder money? No. No. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. But Ozark is so good. If you guys oh haven't gosh, seen it, you have. It. Well, okay. You have What's to it watch. I have oh, it's, no, it's on Netflix. Netflix? Yeah. So good. Like the Wait, the first season? Yeah. The first season? No, 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 no. It's on, no, it's it's on, on Netflix. It's on Netflix. And it's with Michael Bluth from Arrested Development. Yes. Wait, I'll who's he? The main guy. I'm going to look it up on my Netflix. I can't think account. of his oh, you name. What, what's his name? Um, he, his sister was on the that sh- girl show. Family Ties. Yes. J- Bateman. Justin Bateman. Jason. Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman, yeah. She's Justine Bateman. Yes. Have you seen? She looks really, really... Because she says she stopped giving a damn like 30 years ago. And she's like, she's not even old, but her face is just so wrinkly. Why would so you sad. not give a damn? I mean, Why a lot. Why do SPF? Just put SPF, guys, every yeah, day. SPF, yeah, for sure. even at on cloudy 40. days. Exactly. You know, I haven't been wearing makeup at all. Like, I stopped wearing makeup good. more. Good. You look fine. Yeah. Your yeah, brows I are dead. I did. Hey, my brows. And my eyelashes are curled. Oh, yeah. <laughs> look at her. <laughs> Did you see what she did? My eyelashes are curled. Do you like it? Yeah. You like it? Yeah. Have you put on mascara? I only put mascara on like on the weekends. Is that weird? No. No. So you have no. You put it more than me. I put on some today. Yeah, I put some today because I went to work. Maybe my eyelashes are too little, too short to get them done. What is it that they do when they curl your eyelashes? Other than the obvious, my eyelashes were sick. I was putting mascara and it was hitting my eyelid, so I was like, "I don't mean to toot my own horn." (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, when I was younger, I used to I used to cut them. 
Why? Wait, this is the guy you thought was hot. Yes. So hot. Can you imagine? He's like, ew. (laughs) I'm all, okay. (laughs) Sure. You're so zoinks. You're so dumb. I'll do it myself. (laughs) Zoinks. So Mari picked the story for this week, and what we're going to do here is she's going to say it in English, and I'm going to say it in Spanish. So this is Inglés Sin Barreras. <laughs> okay, mine is, I got it from the sourcehistorydaily.org, the boogeyman, that was his nickname. Edward Lewis Paisnell, 1925 to 1994, dubbed the Beast of Jersey, was a notorious sex offender who terrorized the Channel Island of Jersey between 1960 and 1971. So it was like 11 years of him doing stupid shit that he shouldn't be doing. He entered homes at night dressed in a rubber mask and nail-studded wristlets attacking women and children. Uh. And if you look at his, if you look him up and you see the mask, mm-hmm. it's like Leatherface. Ew, no. Yeah. Like the hills have eyes kind of stuff. Mm. <gasps> oh my god. Oh my god, Garo, you have to put that up on the Instagram. Yeah, that yeah. picture she sent. Oh. Wait, first of all, she sent me that picture. I think it was kind of late at night and I was playing <laughs> oh Candy god. Crush. And, I don't and look, do it on purpose. Look, and and, and the awake. preview came up and that fucking mascara came on my phone. Oh and my I was like, god. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that face? <laughs> is horrible to get late at night. That's like worse. <laughs> I was playing Candy Crush mining my own business. Oh, I thought you said late at night. <laughs> no, like late. And I was like, yeah, of course that's horrible. You get your mind out of the You get late at night. He puts the mask on. He's on. He's on. Here I come. Call me the boogie man. <laughs> Between 1950. Pulls it out. Boop. <laughs> <laughs> it has a mask. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Guess you're so t- okay, okay. Between 1957 and 1971, Paisnell stalked, raped, and sodomized more than 13 people living on the remote isle Aww. of Jersey, which is part of the Channel Islands between England and France. By day, however, he was a construction worker who lived with his wife, Joan, and her children, just your average everyday family man. That's not to say that even to Paisnell's family, everything was as it seemed. Apparently, due to what his wife describes as his low sex drive, the marriage was in name only. Joan Mm. Paisnell insisted that she was unaware of his actions throughout their marriage. You're right. Sure. He kept his wardrobe and supplies in an annex section of the house that, upon his arrest, was opened up to reveal multiple costumes, a sort of satanic shrine, and a strong, musty scent that matched victim's description of their attacker. So, like, a lot of the victims... When they interviewed them, like, oh, like, did you see, like, how tall he is? Did you mm-hmm. see how mm-hmm. built he is? And they all said that he just smelled like must. Yeah, Like an old towel. Yeah. Gross. Like a moldy old towel. And so when they when they got a hold of him, like, they, the detectives or the police that arrested him just for, like, speeding or something, mm-hmm. they smelled it and they're like, ding, ding, ding. No, this is the guy. Mm-hmm. He kept his wardrobe supplies in the next section of the house that, upon his arrest, was open up to reveal multiple costumes, a sort of satanic shrine, and a strong, musty scent that matched victims' descriptions of their attacker. He had no criminal record unless you count being jailed for stealing food during World War II to feed hungry families. Shh. On top of that, he played Santa Claus at his wife's foster home for children. Wow. Oh, that's so scary. 
At la preference, at least once upon her request. The kids even called him Uncle Ted. One more good deed, and the more cynical among us might have started wondering what he was hiding, but as it was, Edward Paisnell was practically a saint in the eyes of his community. In 1957, Paisnell assaulted his first victim, a young woman waiting for the bus in Monte Alba area, tying a rope around her neck and leading her into a field before raping her on the side of the road. You stick with what works. So for the next two years, Paisnell exclusively preyed on women near the bus stop, but he eventually grew tired of the routine. In 1959, he upped the ant and started breaking into victims' homes. Through the 1960s, multiple women and children, including, at one point, a mother-daughter pair, were awoken in the night by an intruder who led them out of the house and brutally raped, sodomized, and assaulted them before taking them back to their homes. Oh my God. I know. The consistency of the attacks is what tipped the police off that the single perpetrator was committing these crimes. The victim's injuries and accounts varied little, and all were attacked between 10 p.m. and 3 a.m. Across the board, they described a slight man about 5'6 tall in his 40s with a strong, musty smell. Initial reports also mentioned a slight mustache, a partly covered face, and in a splandash red herring, an affected Irish accent, as well as a tendency to mention cigarettes or a lighter. Paisnell was not Irish and did not smoke, but he clearly did want to cover his tracks. In later years, he added a homemade rubber mask, a woman's wig of spiky black hair, wristbands studded with nails, and heavy coat that was also nail-studded at the lapels, although whether this was done to simply hide his identity or indulge in the dramatic streak isn't clear. The overall effect was certainly terrifying. Built for function as well as fashion, the nails kept his victims from getting a good handle on him. They also created the distinctive, regularly spaced scratches and puncture marks that were found on his victims' bodies. As you expect in a small community, Jersey is only 46 miles across, and the population at the time was just 30,000 people. The police, a little bit of people. It is. It's 30,000? Like, I think just any city around here is going to have at least 50, right? Yeah. But that's like just to pinpoint on one person. That's kind of hard. But it's probably one of those places that everybody knows who you are. Yeah. So. Like, like the Cheers bar. <laughs> the police asked citizens for help. The local newspaper published the general description of the Beast of Jersey as he had begun to be called. The police requested fingerprints from every adult male on the island. Each had a right to refuse, but only 13 did. Edward Paisnell was one of them, but the prime suspect at the time was Alphonse Lagasillon. I don't know if I say it right. <laughs> Jersey locals were so certain of his guilt, in fact, that they burned his house down before his name was cleared. Oh my How God. sad. It was this event, ironically, that confirmed his innocence. After the suddenly homeless Gastelo left town and the tax failed to stop, it was pretty obvious that he couldn't have been the perpetrator. Our bad, Jersey residents <laughs> presumably announced, but Gastelo permanently relocated anyways. Oh, heck yeah. I would have sued him too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he burned down my house and his reputation and everything like that. You'd have to leave. Mm-hmm. On 17th of July in 1971, Edward Paisnell was stopped by the police after running a red traffic light and then attempting to evade police pursuit. In the car, which he had stolen earlier that evening, were discovered <laughs> several pointed sticks and elements of this beast costume. There were a number of clues that they had the beast on their hands. Paisnell's outfit, smell, taped out flashlight, and the piece, piece de resistance, a homemade mask that wouldn't be out of place in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I told you. Like you look at it and you're like, the smell is such a big deal. It's so gross. Yeah, like, it's kind of like what they used to say about Richard Ramirez that before he even approached you, like more than six feet distance, he you can smell his decaying breath. 
Oh yeah, because his teeth were all rotted. Rotted, like from the bottom of. So disgusting. Upon questioning, Paisnell insisted that his outfit was so bizarre because he had been on his way to an orgy. When they raided his home, however, they found a secret. <laughs> you just yeah. sorry, officer. I'm on my way to an orgy. Yeah, it's only thirty thousand of us. <laughs> when they what raided kind of his home. However, they found a secret smelly room filled to be to the brim with odd clothing choices, items of a satanic nature, and a homemade black altar. So it was clear that he was not exactly your average orgy goer either. They don't know that. <laughs> he was like a satanic orgy. In December 1971, he was convicted. It took a jury less than 40 minutes to find Paisnell guilty of 13 counts of assault, rape, and sodomy and sentenced him to 30 years in prison. He was denied an appeal and it wasn't until 1990 that his reputation as a model prisoner got him released at a whopping 10 years early. That's, that's very early. <laughs> he tried to move back to Jersey, but we know what they did when they only suspected some guy of committing the crime, so you can imagine how that went over with the locals. He moved instead to the Isle of Wight, where he died of a heart attack in 1994, only three years after being released. Oh my gosh. Ugh. It's gross. You should have... I, I wish they would have showed the jack full of nails. I mean, that, that mask pretty much does it. <laughs> It's on point. But yeah, guys, please leave us a rating and um, whatever platform of your choice. And I and think the cops pull you over. I think we all know what you need to say. Wait, I think after this, it's happy Halloween. Is it? Yeah, because the next time we record. It'll be November. It'll be the first week of November. Happy birthday to Vani on the 26th. And Yay. happy Halloween. And Everybody happy. stay safe. Don't forget to sanitize. Wear your mask on top and, of your mask. And don't be dumb. Don't be dumb. Like putting stupid shit in candy. I don't. Who puts? Why would they? Put do people st- really do that, or is that just a scare tactic? I think that's a scare. No, I've I've seen on the news I've, that yeah. they've done it. Yeah. Like yeah, push pins. Do that. Yeah, that's why I just like who is it? I know some parents like take the candy, replace it with candy they bought, and then take that candy to work. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I do take all the candy to work though. People is is not me. <laughs> Give me all the Kit Kats and the Reese's. You can keep in the, the Snickers. Snickers. Milk duds. You can keep the milk duds and the dots. In the tarts. In the little tart tarty things. Yeah, the Smarties. I like the Smarties. Yeah, Boring. Oh my gosh. Well, it didn't work, did it? I like the Snickers and M&M's. Peanut M&M's. The I like chip bags. And Reese's. You're right. I do. Yeah. Like Kit Kat, Kit Kat, and Reese's all day. And Twix. And Snickers. Oh, Twix is pretty good. They should make Rocky but Road and small packages. Oh I love Rocky Road, Road by Annabelle. Sponsor us. Wait, who is that? I want to try them. Who is that? It's a chocolate bar and it just says Rocky, Rocky Road. Road on You've it. never had Rocky You've Road. Never no, seen it? No, I've had Ra- Rocky Road. No, the no, chocolate, the chocolate bar. bar. No, and it That's says Annabelle's and it's all Rocky Road. Yes. No. I used to be obsessed with that. Yeah. You need to bring me one. Yeah, it's yeah. a red package, the regular one, the, the regular chocolate, one. and then they have. The gold one, it has almonds Just in it. Just do the regular yeah. one. Yeah. The regular one's the best one. No, the sea salt one. That one, okay, well, you were influenced know, when you had that one. I but it was really good. I'm going to try it again. <laughs> and then they have a s'mores one now. Ooh. And a mint one. Ugh, I don't like mint or chocolate. <laughs> or pumpkin. Ugh. I don't like it. You don't like any holiday stuff, cause cause pumpkin like, is Octoberish, yeah. early November. I don't like cinnamon and for fucking Christmas. Cinnamon and mint. La, la, no, la, I like. La. <laughs> I, I don't like mint. It's just meant for my toothpaste. You know what I think you would yeah, love. I think my you know what I think you would love, 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 love. Please and tell I'll make me what sure. you think I like. Um, I think. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> so I think. Um, 
We'll do the uh, the Christmas lights in Long Beach this year. Oh, oh yeah. I usually go to the Brea ones. No, 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 no. Long Beach? No, 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 no. The Belmont Shores. It's a double double decker bus, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, the kids would like that. Yeah, we take the, we take families to that one. Oh. Mm-hmm. They're invited? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, just us. <laughs> I'm a spooky. Just like, no, spooky is my shit. Everything spooky else is Christmas. family shit. Yeah. Yeah, so for like Christmas, like me and my, my husband's like, book it all. He like, he's totally into a Christmas. I, I think I want to take my daughter to see uh, the Nutcracker mm-hmm. ballet, mm-hmm. like at a nice ballet mm-hmm. production company. In Pasadena. We've gone to the Long Beach one. Yeah. We used probably... to, uh, Trim's mom takes. Yeah, my girls went two years ago to the one in Pasadena, I think. Yeah. At the convention center. Mm-hmm. We do yeah. kind of Long Beach um, well, I want them to go to Moscow. <laughs> okay, calm down. Fucking Richie Rich over here. No. But that's the OG one, that's Beach why. Yeah. What, what OG one? What? We, we're American, we stole it. But yeah, so now I'm gonna say Maristoria in Espanol. It's about La Bestia de Jersey. Se llama Mariano. <laughs> Edward Paisnell, entre 1957 and 1971, personas que vivían en la remota isla de Jersey, que forma parte de las islas del canal entre Inglaterra y Francia. De día, sin embargo, era un trabajador de la construcción que vivía con su esposo Joan y sus hijos, el nombre de familia común y corriente. <ríe> corriente. Eso no quiere decir que, que incluso para la familia de Paisnell todo fuera lo que parecía. Aparentemente, debido a lo que su esposa describió como su bajo deseo sexual, el matrimonio fue solo de nombre. John Paisnell insistió en que no sabía de sus acciones a lo largo de su matrimonio. Mantuvo su guardarropa y suministros en una sección anexa de la casa que tras su arresto se abrió para revelar múltiples disfraces, una especie de santuario satánico y un olor fuerte y mojoso que combinaba con las víctimas descripciones de su atacante. No tenía antecedentes penales a menos que se cuente lo que, que lo encarcelaron por robar comida durante la Segunda Guerra Mundial para alimentar a las familias hambrientas. Además, interpretó a Santa Claus en él, en el hogar de acogida para niños de su esposa, la Preference, al menos una vez a pedido de ella. Los niños incluso lo llamaron Tío Ted. Una buena acción, más y los más cínicos entre nosotros podrían haber comenzado a preguntarse qué estaba escondiendo, pero él, ta, él como estaba. Edward Paisnell era prácticamente un santo a los ojos de su comunidad. En 1957, Paisnell agredió a su primera víctima. Una joven que esperaba un autobús en la zona del monte le ató una cuerda al cuello y la condujo a un campo antes de violarla a un lado de la carretera. Te quedas con lo que funciona, así que durante los siguientes dos años, Paisnell se aprovechó exclusivamente de las mujeres cerca de la parada del autobús, pero finalmente se cansó de esa rutina. En 1959 subió la apuesta y comenzó a irrumpir en los hogares de las víctimas. A lo largo de la década de los 60, un intruso despertó en la noche a varias mujeres y niños, incluidos en un momento una pareja de madre e hija que los sacó de la casa y los violaron, sodomizaron y o agredieron brutalmente antes de llevarlos de regreso a sus hogares. La consistencia de los ataques es lo que alertó a la policía de que un solo perpetrador estaba cometiendo est- estos crímenes. Las lesiones y los relatos de las víctimas variaron poco y todos fueron at- atacados entre las 10 y 3 de la mañana. En general, describieron a un hombre delgado de 5 o 6 de altura en sus 40 con un fuerte olor a mojo. 
Los informes iniciales también mencionaron un ligero bigote, una cara parcialmente cubierta y un acento irlandés afectado, así como una tendencia a mencionar los cigarrillos o un encendedor. Paisnell no era irlandés y no fumaba, pero claramente quería cubrir sus huellas. En años posteriores agregó una máscara de goma casera, una peluca de mujer de pelo negro puntiagudo, muñequeras tachonadas de uñas y un abrigo grueso que también estaba tachonado de clavos en las solapas. Aunque sí, esto se hizo simplemente para ocultar su identidad o disfrutar de una racha dramática no está claro. El efecto general fue ciertamente aterrador, construido para la función y la moda. Los clavos impedían que sus víctimas lo manejaran bien. También crearon los distintivos rasguños y marcas de pinchazos espaciados regularmente que se encontraron en los cuerpos de sus víctimas. Entre 1957 al 71, Paisnell detuvo sus actividades en múltiples ocasiones porque todos necesitaban un descanso, incluso los violadores en serie. Estas pausas ayudaron a oscurecer el camino, pero en 1966, Paisnell se volvió arrogante. Siguiendo la orgullosa tradición de los asesinos en serie, escribió una carta a la policía solo para ver si pueden atraparme y siguió con una brutal violación en septiembre de ese año, según lo amenazó. En el 10 de junio del 71, los oficiales John Riceboro y Tom McGinn notaron un automóvil que conducía erráticamente y lo persiguieron. El conductor saltó bordillos, dio un golpe lateral a otros autos y finalmente redujo la velocidad a un nivel lento en un campo de tomates después de conducir directamente a través de un set. Reducido la velocidad pero no detenido, el conductor huyó pero siendo Europa lo derribaron en un chaco de rugby y lo llevaron adentro. Las autoridades pronto sospecharon que no se trataba de un conductor imprudente. Hubo una serie de pistas de que tenían a la bestia en sus manos. El atuendo de Paisnell, el olor, la linterna pegada con cinta adhesiva y la piece de resistance, una máscara casera que no estaría fuera de lugar en la masacre de Texas. Al ser interrogado, Paisnell insistió que su atuendo era tan extraño porque se dirigía a una orgía. Sin embargo, cuando allanaron su casa, encontraron una habitación secreta y maloliente, no. <risa> llena hasta el borde con extrañas opciones de ropa, artículos de naturaleza satánica y un altar negro hecho en casa, por lo que estaba claro que él no era exactamente el público promedio de orgías cualquiera. Un jurado tardó menos de 40 minutos en encontrar a Paisnell culpable de 13 cargos de agresión, violación y sodomía y sentenciarlo a 30 años de prisión. Se le negó una apelación y no fue hasta el 1991 que su reputación como prisionero modelo hizo que lo liberaran 10 años antes. Trató de regresar a Jersey, pero sabemos lo que hicieron cuando solo sospechaban que algún tipo había cometido los crímenes, así que puedes imaginar cómo les fue a los lugañeros, lugareños. En cambio, se mudó a la isla de White, donde murió de un ataque cardíaco en 1994, solo tres años después de ser liberado. Oh, wow. Que no descanse en paz. No, no descanse en paz. <ríe> ¿Qué ves? Oh, Netflix. Estoy buscando una película. De todas maneras, ya la próxima vez que nos escuchen, ya, está, ya estaremos en noviembre. Feliz Halloween. Feliz, feliz cumpleaños, cumpleaños a Bunny, que cumple 20. Ajá. <ríe> 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 y ya, y nos vemos ya para noviembre. Gracias. Y te, pónganse las pilas. Pon pilas puestas. Right? Ciao. Ciao. Bye. Hi, this is Mari from Cafecito con Crimen and Bunny and Caro. Hello. <laughs> and we want you guys to email us any stories on spooky stuff or if you're housing a criminal in your basement. <laughs>
Zombies? Zombies or... <laughs> a scary van? A scary ice cream truck? That I would... No, you can't be ice cream because I love ice cream. No, but then... then oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Commercial. Anyway, send us an email at cafecitoconcrimen at gmail.com. And send us any stories if you're related to anybody oh. that you've had any stories about. Your if neighbor. If your neighbor, if your relative, we don't have to say your name. So no story is too little and no story is too long. And we'll respect your confidentiality yes. if you want us to. You can send us the story via email, like Mari said, cafecitoconcrimen at gmail.com. Or you can also DM it mm-hmm. via Instagram or you can send us a private message through Twitter. Wow. But yeah. También quería recordarles que no se les olvide de mandarnos sus cuentos a cafecitoconcrimen.com. Si conocen un tío que se le pasa la mano a veces. Uy. <laughs> o si conocen un vecino, un fulano, alguien, un conocido, o a lo mejor ustedes hayan sido un testigo de algo, mándenos un email o mándenos un mensaje por Instagram, Cafecito con Crimen, o con Twitter también un mensaje privado. Cualquier historia está bien. Yeah. Larga o corta, todo es importante. Y respetamos la privacidad de ustedes. ¿Ok?